Hello and welcome to Finding Truth Matters with Dr. Andrew Corbett. So we talk about being saved by grace. But grace doesn't just save you. Grace strengthens you. How often does the word Sabbath come up in your conversation? That's the day with lots of rules attached to it, isn't it? No, not quite. It was actually a gift to the Israelites so that they could rest from their constant work and toil. But the Israelites stopped keeping the Sabbath and they suffered as a result. There's more in it for us as we'll discover tonight. Dr Corbett's topic, where is the rest of the Sabbath? Father, as we now open your word, we pray that something would happen. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to have your way. Some people here you want to fill afresh with your presence, with your power, with a love, a fresh love for Jesus. There are some people here today that do not yet know you. And we pray that today it will be as if they are seeing things for the first time. There are some people here who need a word. They need a need met. And we pray that through the preaching of your word, you would minister grace, not just through me, the preacher, but through the hundred or so preachers that are right here in this room now together. I pray. So, Lord, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Jeremiah part 47. And this is, where's the rest of the Sabbath? Where's the rest of the Sabbath? It's meant to sound as if it could be read two ways. Where's the rest of the Sabbath? And where's the rest of the Sabbath? And let's, let's start off with this thought. There are some gates that are supposed to be shut. What does that mean? Well, let's read verse 19. Thus said the Lord to me, go and stand in the people's gate by which the kings of Judah enter and by which they go out and in all the gates of Jerusalem and say, hear the word of the Lord, you kings of Judah and all Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem who enter by these gates. Thus says the Lord, take care for the sake of your lives and do not bear a burden on the Sabbath day or bring it in by the gates of Jerusalem. Verse 22. And do not carry a burden out of your houses on the Sabbath or do any work, but keep the Sabbath day holy as I commanded your fathers. Here's a tragic verse. Yet, speaking of the fathers, speaking of their ancestors, Yet they did not listen or incline their ear, but stiffened their neck that they might not hear and receive instruction. Note verse 24. But if you listen to me, declares the Lord, and bring in no burden by the gates of this city on the Sabbath day, but keep the Sabbath day holy and do no work in it, then... There, uh, then there shall enter by the gates of the city kings and princes who sit in the throne uh, of, or sit on the throne of David, riding in chariots and on horses. They and their officials, the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. This city shall be inhabited forever. And verse twenty-six. And the people shall come from the cities of Judah and the places around Jerusalem, from the land of Benjamin, and from. Shephelah and the hill country from the Negev, bringing burnt offerings and sacrifices, grain offerings and frankincense, and bringing thank offerings to the house of the Lord. Verse 27. But if you do not listen to me to keep the Sabbath day holy, 
and not to bear a burden or enter by the gates of Jerusalem on the Sabbath day, then I will kindle a fire in its gates and it shall devour the, place, the palaces of Jerusalem and shall not be quenched. So here's the question. And it's really a question that arises from the text. Well, what's this Sabbath about? I mean, today for us, we're looking at this going, Sabbath, what's that about? For us who are familiar with Scripture, we're probably aware that the Sabbath is a part of the Ten Commandments, the fourth of the Ten Commandments. We're aware of it. But if I was to ask a pastoral question right now, inviting you to respond, my question might be this. Who's tired? You don't have to show me your hand because I've got a pretty good idea that there would hardly be anybody who wouldn't go, actually, I'm really tired. And you know it's not a tiredness like you've just done a hard day's work because here we are near the start of the day and there's like a weariness that we in modern society carry, don't we? You meet people like this all the time. Weary. People are weary. I mean, you've got kids starting school and they have to have two Red Bulls to get going. Isn't this, doesn't someone think this is strange? You know, as I think back on labour relations, you know, workplace relations, I can remember, I can remember the fight for the 40-hour for the, for the week. We must have a 40-hour week. Then I remember the fight for the 38-hour week. Then I remember the fight for the 36 and a half hour week. I remember that. Show me someone now who's working 36 and a half hours and getting paid for a full week's work. Who does that? In fact, what happened simultaneously while this was going on, on the other side of the equation, see, this, this, I mentioned this to, to Zoe, who's now 13. I said, Zoe, you're going to struggle to believe what I'm about to tell you. But just around the time you were born, here in Tasmania, everything was shut on Sunday. Everything was shut. Her response is, no. <laughs> everything was shut. I mean, no kidding. And there's some major Christian businesses, I mean, big businesses, that despite what their competition do... They say, we're not going to open on Sunday. Now, what's that about? Well, I'm glad you asked. What is the Sabbath all about? What's the Sabbath all about? Well, the Sabbath was, was established, we read in, in Genesis 1 and 2, where God created in six days, rested on the seventh day. We could argue over what does that word day mean. That's Please, that's not my point right now. My point is that whatever day meant... God has given that a meaning to us with our days. So that means he said, you shall function six days and rest on your seventh day just as I rested on my seventh day. It was to remind us that God is creator. So the Sabbath was to be a period of rest. That was the initial instruction. But that's not the only thing the Sabbath was to be. You remember that Adam and Eve were told that the Sabbath was to be holy. Now, what does holy mean? Holy means not ordinary. Not ordinary. So when we say, oh God, you are holy, we are saying there is no one like you. 
When God says this Sabbath is to be holy, he's saying this day is not to be like your other days. So what's the Sabbath about? It was about doing something that was not ordinary. It was to be a time of rest from work. And here's my point about mentioning about labour, 36-hour weeks or whatever, and business people wanting more and more profit, more and more you know, shops open all the time. And, and I've got to ask now, as I look out at the retail climate in our city, is our retail climate any stronger for all of these extended trading hours? You've you only got to take a, a bit of a walk around and go, gee, there's a lot of shops shut in here. What's going on with this? Just a thought that there may be something more to resting one day out of seven than perhaps we've realised. Just a thought. What was the Sabbath about? Well, the Sabbath reminded people that God was the creator. In fact, that's what he says. I'm the creator. I created in what I call six days. I've given you what, I'm gonna, what I want you to call a day. I want you to work six of those and rest on the seventh and remember your creator. It's, it, it's meant to be a reminder. This whole concept of a weekend was invented in the 1800s. Did you realise that? Because there were Jews who, who didn't recognise the Christian Sabbath. They held to the seventh-day Sabbath. And so in order to appease both, certain governments passed laws that said, OK, we'll appease the Judeo-Christian tradition of the Sabbath. And they made Saturday and Sunday. They legislated for it. No work or business shall be transacted on those days. That's where we get our weekend from. It happened in the 1800s. So the Sabbath was a reminder of the Creator. The Sabbath also protected. Who did it protect? Well, it protected slaves because there's provision in the text that says that you can't work your slave without a break. In fact, you've got to give your slaves, the modern-day equivalent of a slave is called an employee, you've got to give them a rest at least one day out of seven. At least one day out of seven. So it protected people. The Sabbath also distinguished the Hebrews from all the other nations. All the other nations totally disregarded resting one out of seven. But God wanted Israel to be different. That's that word, holy. He didn't want them to be ordinary. You must be different. And when people ask you why, we see this expression. When people ask you why, we read in Deuteronomy that you shall do this. And when your children ask you why, tell them this. When the nations ask you why do you do this, tell them this. And the idea was that it would give them opportunity to tell the nations about the one true God who created heaven and earth, who deserved obedience. That's what the Sabbath was supposed to be about. It distinguished the Hebrews. It distinguished them. The Sabbath, we read in, uh, uh, in Leviticus 23, it's the first thing when God says, now these are the special times that I want you to honour. The first one he mentions is the Sabbath. He says, I want you to honour the Sabbath. I want you to keep the Sabbath. And I want you on that day to come with an offering and worship me. So the Sabbath day, we now get a fuller picture, was to rest. Don't do what you ordinarily do. I don't mow my lawns on Sunday. I don't do ordinary things on Sunday. 
different. I come to church on Sunday. The Sabbath was for worship. There are many things that you're going to look at and go, no, that doesn't make sense. If I give up time, how do I? I'll run out of time. It's kind of like tithing, isn't it? You know, if I give, I'll have less. Whereas God says, if you don't, you'll have less. If you sow your time, you'll reap time. Hang on, if I, you're saying if I give my time to God, I'll have more time through the week. That's been my experience. The Sabbath was for worship. The Sabbath was also for witness. It was meant to provoke that question. Well, we notice we're not Jews, we're not Hebrews. We notice that you guys all grind to a halt on the Sabbath. What's that about? That's about because we're remembering that there is a God who created heaven and earth. This God has not only created heaven and earth, he has instructed heaven and earth. You need to follow the instructions. You should honour the creator. It was meant to give opportunity for witness. You know, when you leave your driveway on a Sunday and come to church, your neighbours see it. They notice it. Kim and Kate and Amanda went walking and just came back yesterday and, and mentioned to me that they bumped into some people out in the, the, the hut and came up in conversation about church and the fact that went to Lagana and one of them, is this, you can verify this, started singing our church song. Is not a Christian. Started singing, helping make life better. And then they said, they live down there somewhere. I go past on a Sunday and I see the cars. You know how many times I've heard that from people? I bump into them and, and they say, oh yeah, I've seen that church. Gee, you've got a lot of cars in the car park there on a Sunday. What's with that? <laughs> Free parking. <laughs> There's our selling point right there. Why worship in the city? I'm going to write that down. That's our new TV ad right there. What? Uh, when ABC Four Corners came here and did a little thing on us, uh, they walked in on a Sunday night and we had a good number of people here and they're going, hang on, church out in the bush, small town, church full Sunday night, in winter, what's with that? They, they could not believe that there, were, that there was anyone here under the age of 65. We thought church was just for old fuddy-duddies. It's not just for them. It's a witness. What did you do on the weekend? I went to church. Now that's either going to start or stop a conversation right there. But it becomes a witness. The fact that you, know, you, you have someone from church that you're helping or being helped by and someone says, how did you get that done? Well, someone from church just got... Someone from church? Yeah, we meet every Sunday. The Sabbath was for rest. It was meant to be a time of rest. It was meant to be a time when you didn't do ordinary activity. I was reading the journal record of, of a ship's captain in the 1800s. His name is Captain Scoresby. Captain Scoresby was a devout Christian. And he used to run a, a fishing boat. And he said when they were out at sea, when it came to Sunday, he asked his men to rest. 
And he said there were those of his crew who were Christians. And they willingly, gladly rested, but there were some who were not. And they continued to fish. I mean, after all, the more fish you get in, the quicker you get back to port and see your family. And he said that at the weeks at sea, we noticed that those men that ignored the Sabbath rest on a Sunday were weary, cranky, irritable, and didn't catch any more fish than the rest of us. Captain Scoresby, 1800s. Interesting. It was for rest. The Sabbath was also a shadow of Christ. You see, what, what's, what's Sabbath? It, it's resting from work. What's work? Well, back in Bible times, it was anything you ordinarily did on any other day. As trivial as picking up sticks for a fire. You may read this horribly harsh account of some guy that goes out on the Sabbath to pick up sticks to light a fire. And they've already been told, if you want sticks for the Sabbath, get them the day before. This guy says, I'll go and get them now. Don't tell me what to do. Well, he paid a high price for that. There was, there was a woman we read in Leviticus who did the same thing. She went out and she did something ordinary on, a, on the Sabbath. And Moses, and, and she's found, and they bring her before Moses, say, well, she broke the Sabbath. What do we do? And Moses says, I, I don't know. God just said, honour the Sabbath, keep the Sabbath. He didn't actually say what we do to people who break it. So Moses went before God and said, what do we do? And God told him. And if you want to read that, you'll find that in, I think that's in Leviticus 22. And it's, it's, it's going to sound harsh. Why? Because in the same way that the, the Sabbath speaks of resting from work, do no work, enter into a rest, it's a picture of Jesus. Do all the work before and then rest. That's what Jesus has done for us. Can you save yourself? No, you can't. Jesus Christ has done all the work for you. All the work for your salvation has been done by Jesus. This is why the Sabbath was such a big deal. In the same way that God said to Moses, first time, speak, uh, tap the rock and water will come out. He did. Then the next time he said to Moses, now speak to the rock and water will flow. Moses didn't. He took his stick and he hit it again. And God went, no, no, Moses, that's not the picture. And the rock represented Christ. Christ was struck. He was crucified. And when Moses struck the rock again, he ruined the picture because Christ cannot be crucified again. There's no other price to pay for salvation. Christ has paid it. And so the Sabbath was meant to be a picture of Christ. It was meant to be a shadow of Christ. So let's understand this about the Sabbath. The Sabbath was established from creation. I've mentioned that. The Sabbath was then put into the Ten Commandments. So it was before the Ten Commandments, and then it was embedded into the Ten Commandments. And another word for the Ten Commandments is called the moral law, the laws of what's really right and what's really wrong. It includes things like this, murder, adultery, stealing, Sabbath. Sabbath? Yeah, and interestingly, these are the list of sins that Jeremiah has been regaling Israel for, and now he comes to the Sabbath. You think, well, what's the, gee, surely, you know, someone picks up sticks on a Sunday, no big deal. Well, they weren't just picking up sticks. There was all sorts of commercial activity happening on the Sabbath. 
Jeremiah is probably declaring this on the Sabbath. He's declaring it in an open gate. The gates of the city were supposed to be shut on the Sabbath so that no one could come in and go out and buy and sell and do things ordinary. There are certain gates that are meant to be shut. Jeremiah, probably declaring this on the Sabbath, was reminding the people of these things. The Sabbath was embedded into the moral law. The Sabbath was given to man as a gift. Didn't Jesus say that? What is that? Mark chapter 2, is it verse 7 or verse 17? The Sabbath was, was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was given to you as a gift. I mean, I, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired because I don't rest enough. We all just need, maybe we should all just lie, have a good lie down right now and just take a rest. <laughs> Honestly, we need, it needs to be, some of us just need to stop, take a break. But if I take a break, my grass will go over my house. Mow it on Saturday. Or whatever. I, I, look, and I know I'm, I'm probably, I'm going to leave this morning at that door rather than that door. So <laughs> you can't attack. But look, we, we, need, to, we need to take a break. It was given, it was God's gift. Hey, take a break. No thanks, going to run myself into the ground. <laughs> what a, what? Praise the Lord. Um, the Sabbath was fulfilled by Christ. Hebrews chapter 4, we haven't got time to look at this, but Hebrews chapter 4 says, there remains a rest for the believer because of what Christ has done. Christ has fulfilled the law and he has become our rest. You want to know rest? Sometimes we're agitated in our soul. I actually think, in fact, I'm going to say something really controversial. (laughs) What the heck was the rest of it? Here's the controversial bit. I think there is an agitation of soul in the gay community that has got nothing to do with what they think it's got to do with. I think it's a soul agitation. In their soul, they are deeply troubled and they are looking for a band-aid to make their souls feel better. But they're not the only ones. There are people who feel weary. They feel lonely, isolated, depressed. And really, it's an agitation of soul. You need that rest that Christ provides. Some of you are going, well, if that's the case, then shouldn't we be seven-day Adventists? Shouldn't we be worshipping on Saturday? No, you see, the early church from day one transferred all that the Sabbath meant to the first day of the week, Sunday. How do we know that? Well, Paul says it specifically in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1, when you meet together on the first day of the week. The, the first day of the week, Sunday, was the day that the early Christians called the Lord's Day. Sunday became the Lord's Day. Why? Because it was the day that Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus rose again from the dead on Sunday, the first day of the week. Count the numbers down. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He rose again. It could be three days. Got that? And so we, we have the church was birthed on the day of Pentecost on Sunday. And so Sunday became the special day for Christians. It became the day when Christians recognized all that the Sabbath meant. So here's the question. What are the Sabbath obligations for today? Well, all of the detail of the law about the legal requirements and so on, that's all fulfilled in Christ. 
And Hebrews 4 says the rest that Christ has provided, he is our true Sabbath. He's a true Sabbath rest. That should be celebrated, as Lynn said this morning. That should be celebrated. So the obligations of the Sabbath for today is that we can come together, we can rest, we can honour God as creator, we can be restored, protected, we can be a collective witness together, all of this on a Sunday. That's why I treat Sunday as really important, really special. So here's my challenge to you. Talking about agitation of soul. Here's Jeremiah listing these things as if they were a super big deal. He says, if you get this right, then these blessings, and he describes the blessings, nations will come to you and bring gifts. You will be blessed if you honour me in this. Is there a principle for today? I suspect so. I really do. I really suspect so. And here's my challenge. Maybe you are agitated inside. Maybe you are physically run down and physically weary. For some of us, we need to tap in to the grace of God that comes from honouring him. One day out of seven. Resting, doing no ordinary work and honouring him. Jesus Christ can be your Sabbath. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that you would help us as a church to be the people you want us to be. And Father, I pray that what I have shared, oh God, has not come across as pre-New Covenant, but Lord, has come across as your heart in the New Covenant, that you want your people to honour you today just as much as you did in the days of Jeremiah. You want your people to be a collective witness just as much today as you wanted it in the days of Jeremiah. You want us to actually take time off work, to actually rest, to do no ordinary work just as much as you wanted it in the day of Jeremiah. And Lord, I know that there are some people that work because they have to. They're involved in emergency services. They're involved in those things that help society to function. I know that, oh God, and I pray that you bless them in their endeavours. But Lord, I pray that for those who have no rest in their soul right now, Jesus said, come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your soul. And there is a whole generation that has no rest for their soul right now. And if that's you, you are one prayer away from finding rest for your soul. A prayer that says, Jesus, I want to come home. I want to come home and I want to rest. I want to come to you. I want to stop striving. I want to stop trying to do it my way. And I want to accept the free gift that you offer. The forgiveness of my sins. Rest for my soul. You pray that prayer, you can begin to enjoy rest for your soul. Now, Lord, bless everyone here. May they know the love of God the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you need to take another look at how you approach the Sabbath? It's worth thinking about more from the Jeremiah series next week. 
podcasts and Finding Truth Matters resources, including tonight's program, Where is the Rest of the Sabbath?, are available via the website findingtruthmatters.org by contacting us at Lagana Media, PO Box 1143, Lagana, Tasmania 7277. Dr Corbett is pastor of Lagana Christian Church and president of ICI Theological College Australia. We look forward to joining you again at the same time next week for another Finding Truth Matters. <laughs> 